Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we talk to media experts about how journalists can do their jobs better. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. This month we had the return of the landmark International Journalism Festival out in Perugia. While we didn't get to sit in sun-drenched Italy, we were streaming the talks online and one thing really caught my attention. Leadership. There were so many useful talks and takeaways on this subject, and so today I'm bringing you the first of two episodes full of some of the best insights from across the festival. In this episode, part one, we'll look at how the environment for effective leadership has come to the fore during the pandemic. It's fair to say that everyone in the newsroom has felt the burden of an industry which has undergone a period of massive change. Stay tuned for expert advice on cultivating a healthy newsroom culture. The pandemic has really been a catalyst for media companies to think about effective leadership strategies and employee well-being. But leading during a crisis is a whole other ballgame. Isolation, burnout and the strains of the never-ending news cycle have been tough on journalists. Meanwhile, there's an ever greater need for newsrooms to innovate and push for digital transformation. It's a compounding situation to constantly try and do more with less. And those shouldering this immense task are often middle managers, ill-equipped and trained for the challenge. It's a tough gig to be a newsroom leader, in short, with new demands and considerations constantly popping up. This is well explained by Anita Zialina, the Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Craig Newmark J School, CUNY.
And there we arrive at a crucial acronym when it comes to reframing the needs of newsroom leaders today. V, U, C and A. It spells VUCA and it stands for volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. These are four words which describe aptly what the media industry has been like previous to and throughout the last two years of this pandemic. Prone to sudden and fast changes around how we work. Uncertainty around jobs and the future of companies we work for. Complexity of anything from widespread misinformation to the types of stories we tell and who gets to tell them. And the ambiguity of our job roles in the newsroom. Where do our responsibilities start and end these days? This VUCA environment is one in which leadership models of the past no longer work. Because it's often been the case that media folk have learned from the pros above them because the veterans always know best, and so their leadership styles are rarely challenged. But that doesn't work in an unstable environment like the one we're facing, because leaders don't know best anymore. Instead, leaders must look beneath them and around them for solutions. That's put best by Professor Lucy Kuhn, a renowned author, consultant, researcher, and strategic expert on the subject of digital leadership and newsroom culture. The pandemic has also put into sharp focus how important our job satisfaction truly is. And slowly but surely, toxic leadership is causing a migration of talent across the whole job market. The great resignation is pronounced in the US, and also in countries like Germany, where people tend to settle down into jobs for long periods of time. Antonio Goetsch, the editor-in-chief of the Harvard Business Manager, says workers are asking how much more they can endure when it comes to two key factors, their team and their work environment. Employees are asking who news organisations are hiring and what drives potential recruits. Are they team players or are they egotistical? Suddenly, empathy and patience become hot commodities in candidates. On the other hand, narcissists, those who often assume informal leadership roles, can raise red flags especially in new circumstances. Working from home can be a place where bullying and abuse can go under the radar, or also a place where you can discreetly check in with colleagues. Realising that there is an issue within a team, especially during remote working, is the first step. And the next is having good leaders who foster and manage a healthy work environment. Here's Antonia. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have toxic leadership and toxic behaviour in any industry. Because, I mean, the numbers show. And we have narcissists in leadership roles in any industry, especially in leadership roles. Uh, in media, I feel we have 
two factors which might amplify the problem. I don't have a study on that, it's just my personal feeling and my experience and what people tell me. So at first I think media attracts people who like to be seen, who like to be heard. So I wouldn't say all of them are narcissists, but they are, you have a number of ego-centered people so and ego-centered persons, and sometimes you have more toxic behavior with this kind of personality type. And the second thing is, I feel um, many journalists just love their job. Uh, I had this really interesting conversation with Lucy Kung the other day, and she said journalism was and maybe is like a calling, like the church people kind of have to do it. And I feel if you love your job that much, you put up with it because you, you just feel you can't leave. So I feel those two factors make the problem worse in journalism. Hi there, just pressing pause quickly to give you a quick message and then we'll be right back to the episode. I wanted to let you know that we're excited to be returning to physical venues with the return of our next Digital Journalism Conference News Rewired and we'd love to see you there. Join us on the 24th of May at News UK's stunning 17th floor building in London to hear industry expert panels and workshops. And more importantly, to network with your peers. To grab your ticket, head over to newswired.com. Right, where were we? Accountability is super important. Some of what's discussed when it comes to leadership can feel intangible or vague, but in fact, you can track progress here. For example, how many people have you promoted into leadership? You can also take meaningful action, like incentivizing leadership skills on the performance review bonus, or conversely, not giving bonuses if leadership targets are missed. At the Wall Street Journal, they have even played with some radical ideas around abandoning annual reviews and replacing them with an ongoing conversation, as well as making everyone's end-of-year targets transparent to the whole company. This would put leadership on a much more personal and transparent stage, a common pact between a team. And Tina Zialina makes another good point here. Leadership rarely comes down to awareness rather than a set of hard skills. I feel like societal change and organizational change usually happens in two directions, right? It happens with a certain like push and a certain pull and a certain kind of, you know, top-down decision-making paired with like a bottom-up like grassroots movement. And it happens with a combination of like orders and demands uh, and you need both right you need kind of a, a, that, that might sound like a big word but you need kind of a movement of you know this is we want to change things and kind of you know just kind of create that feeling that you want a new reality and you want to be part of a new reality but you also need to make the management decisions if you just kind of have you see kind of the grassroots demand in your organization for kind of organizational change but you don't fire the people who don't abide with it then that's, that's the opposite of accountability and respect, obviously. You, can, you cannot pretend to say, well, yes, we are all about the great work culture, but then actually know that the person on top or one of the people on top does not follow the rules. What signal does that send to the rest of the organization? Well, it sends the signal that you're not being true to what you promised. It sends the signal that you basically are on paper being accountable, on paper, changing the organization, but in reality, you're like, no, 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 this person doesn't have to abide with it. And if that space does not exist for you in your newsroom, there are resources out there for you. The Online News Association holds sessions around mental health and a women's leadership accelerator, while the newly created Headlines Network has just released some resources in partnership with the mental health charity Mind to help out you and your colleagues. 
Let me leave you with one last idea, because sometimes small gestures can make a big difference. The Wall Street Journal, for example, gives their staff a free account on the meditation app Headspace. Is there anything like that that you could do for your staff? fair amount to digest in that episode. We've certainly covered a lot of ground when it comes to the environment of newsroom leadership today. We're in a period of turbulence, coupled with stressed out reporters and an industry with a history of toxicity. Next episode, we'll move on to the leader themselves. The fact that these people have enormous expectations placed upon them and responsibilities they never signed up for. We'll be covering what is required of them moving forward, including the ability to make tough decisions. Of course, a big thanks goes out to the International Journalism Festival for putting on such a wonderful lineup in Perugia and allowing us to use their clips in this podcast. But what were your main takeaways from the event? I'd love to hear your thoughts and you can DM or tweet me at JPG Journalism or the wider team at journalism.co.uk at Journalism News. If you'd like to feature on the show or you've got a topic or story you want us to cover on the podcast, do get in touch. I'm on jacob at journalism.co.uk. And finally, if you like what you heard today, you can check out more of our episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the Journalism.co.uk podcast. If you're a fan of the show, do leave us a review and a rating so others can discover these conversations for themselves. But that's all we have time for this week. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.